I'll just dive in. No music for this one, I think. Yeah, I forgot everything we were supposed to talk about except for the marathon. Episode 1114, Listener Feedback with Brian Kozer. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiVono. And I'm Brian Kozer. And we're here with Brian Kozer. We have a listener feedback episode, everyone. <laughs> Brian, you're here in Minnesota. Yeah, it's very easy to get a listener feedback episode. You just have to buy a plane ticket, get a hotel for a night. Two nights, I think. Two nights. Yeah. Yeah. So you're up here visiting. Uh, we. This well, is the second time we've met you in person. Yes, yeah. the first time was 2018, I think. 2018. 2018. We got some supper at a local restaurant but today you're actually we spent the day together yeah and we maybe we should say you flew here from alabama that's well i think you, you don't flew have from to say tennessee, like that, right you, yeah, you, you drove true. to nashville i drove to tennessee and then that's how you say alabama you don't have to say alabama that's how you can say it that way that's how people say it you don't Minnesota. need to say it that way <laughs> we always, brian <laughs> okay. you've been kind of a pronunciation snob today a big time that's true i i don't think we can talk about the specific example <laughs> yeah we can say bag we can bag say, and uh, bagel yes, yes. a guy bag, i don't hear bag bagel i don't hear a difference in what ben and i are saying but brian hears some sort of difference do you hear a difference from what i'm saying from what you're saying say it again bag bagel yeah yeah but bag. you're trying to make it sound funny. Yeah, okay. Exactly. You're anybody like I could be like bog and bagel. <laughs> Tell me, can you hear the difference? Bog, bagel. Yeah. All right. So, uh, listener feedback, Brian. What, what's the funnest thing? Like, so describe our, our date together today. And what do you right. hope happens tonight? Because Ben has some plans, but I can't tell if you actually like the plans he has. Yeah, I'm good with the plans. Okay, so, so far... Have you actually, wait, before we go on, Ben, have you asked Listen, Brian if he wants to go... Nobody else was planning anything. <laughs> That's I true. put it on an agenda. You guys can override my agenda at any time. I just don't know if... Well, I, for Ben had proposed that after we're done podcasting here. It's the evening now. Uh, do you want to say... Have you can, never seen that before? I've never seen ski oh, you, roller... They can hear you. Hey, guy. There's a guy <laughs> who's... Fine. He's listening to his thing. No, oh. Like, it's a local tourist thing. We have an out-of-town guy. He's going to be amazed by the I was, local... I just yeah. want to make the local guy so feel bad. it's skiing on wheels. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's like cross-country skiing. What, exactly. What what cool. rollerblading is to ice skating, yeah. this is cross-country skiing. You've never seen that in Alabama? No. Well, we don't have any cross-country skiing. Not even with wheels. <laughs> or yeah, you said that. That's a fairly really typical... I mean, it's yeah. not most people, but that's not no. uncommon to see that. You, you look like... An alien. Yes. <laughs> like, what is that? Okay. So, so there ben, was that. There no, was. No, wait, wait. Ben brought up that we might go to a brewery tonight. No, no, no. Which I, I don't Bre- drink, listeners. Breweries. More than one? Breweries. I don't think Brian wants to even do that. He's I'm not. good for breweries. I'm just, I just said I'm a, a lightweight when it comes to drinking. And Brian, you weren't in the car, but we came up with a game plan. We're going to go to Summit. We're going to get Oktoberfest. Nice, nice, light ABV. We're going to maybe make our way back to Surly, a couple in between. ABV is the amount of alcohol in the drink, so you can right. drink more if you have a lower ABV. Correct. Great. It's like your water well, has zero. For what zero. food am I going to eat? I'm, ha- I'm happy for well, food. Well, most of these places have food trucks, or there's any number. If, if we're not having, if we're striking out on food trucks, there's lots of places in between. All right, hey, we can find a restaurant. For example, do you have Olive Garden in Alabama? It <laughs> <laughs> is a national If you guys want to go to Olive Garden, Olive I'm Garden. leaving. <laughs> Olive Garden is trash. Oh, I love Olive Garden. It's such trash. Okay, well, we can it's move right. on. So describe our day so far, Brian. Right, so we met for coffee. I was So uh, we met at 10. I was going to go to a used bookstore before, and there's no used bookstores open. Nothing's open I before 10. I think things 10. open at 10. Yeah. Everything opens at 10, apparently. Yeah. I think, are you just ready for winter? No, the sun doesn't come up until 10. Like on on a weekend, if I was going to go to a bookstore, 10 o'clock. That's probably the same. Yeah, who who does anything before 10 on a weekend? (laughs) I guess nobody. Um, So we met for coffee. 
we took a walk around town. Uh, we saw downtown Minneapolis. Downtown Minneapolis. We saw some um, architecture, some statuary. We did see some statuary, <laughs> like do, a statue. Do you, do you want to describe the statue? Um, it's called the Dancers. Uh, I don't remember the artist's name. Yeah, but you could look this up. Uh, I'll look it up while you're, you're describing. But, but go ahead. And... It's sort of a copper uh, metallic. Yeah. Uh, it's two dancers. Uh, it's a man and a woman dancing. Yes. Uh, maybe a traditional type dance where, uh, you know, the waltz or the... It is, it is no, by... They're up for, like a ballroom dance. Fernando possibly. Botero. B-O-T-E-R-O. Right. Um, yeah, that's... I think I've described it completely. And I guess it's been there for 20 years, and I've never seen this until this last week, and now I've seen it twice in a week. Uh, I mean, we're not on the Uncensored feed, no. so I'll be discreet, but they are completely naked. The statues and very rotund, so it's too. It's art. It's nude. <laughs> very fat people. Um, you know, well detailed. Uh, so one of the things you can do, and I've now done this twice in the last week, is get a uh, get like a close up of yourself. You know, they're kind of on a stand. So anyway, that was fun. Then we went to the Stone Arch Bridge, which has a nice bridge across the Mississippi River. Nice walking bridge. Right. Uh, we did lunch after that. Uh, red Cow. The Red Cow, which is, I, I think it's just, there's a number of them around the Twin Cities, but it's kind of a high-end burger joint. Very tasty. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. And then I think after that, it's just been walking around, chatting. I had to watch my child for a while. Yeah, so we, we walked around a park for yes. an hour. It was great. Good conversation. I mean, a conversation worthy of the podcast, but also, I mean, just real life. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And the baby behaved himself. Like, he started, I think he got fussy about five minutes towards the end of our walk. He's a great kid. He's my godson. Yeah, so it was, it was good. And now we're here recording. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want. Like, the wind shifted. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's having a new experience, but I don't know if we're allowed to say it's what a new it is. first. Um, it's going to get out eventually. Uh, so I'm smoking my first cigar. As we speak, like during this speak. podcast. Did and, you get um, pressured into this, Brian? No. Are, like, are you enjoying it so far? I don't know. I think I'm enjoying the experience. Have you ever smoked anything? I'm not like sure about the flavor. I've never smoked a cigarette or anything. No. So this is the first thing you've ever smoked? Yes. Did you do it because Ben made you? Ben, no. this is our, our guest. <laughs> and we are, we are smoking the uh, Southern Draw Rose of Sharon which is one of my favorite Connecticut hmm. uh, cigars. Hmm. Oh, biblical. Yes. In fact, you'll see on their on their wrappers, they have a Solo Dio Gloria. Oh. Ah, so very okay. Protestant. He is one of those five solos. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, every time I read C.S. Lewis and I see a picture of him with a cigar, or uh, I'm reading Chesterton and he's got his pipe, it's like, yeah, I think I could see myself doing that at some point. Oh, have you done a pipe before? No. Oh. Nope, nothing. Okay. So, so, great experience. First cigar, amazing, right here on the on the podcast live. I was tempted earlier, and we were just walking around. The light went up in the morning, but I I restrained myself. What about what about pipe? I, I, to me, a pipe seems more your your specialty. I think I could feel I I could see myself. I like the aesthetics of. I'll, of I'll a tell pipe. you what, with a pipe though. Okay. Harder to do with what we're doing right now. Podcasting. Just, yes. Uh, okay. I, you have to relight a ton. Pipes are a lot more work. They're I right. like pipes. Oh, so I'm not against it at all. Pipes are fun, but if you're just around chatting, a lot mm-hmm. harder to do. I think maybe that that's what I would enjoy about it, though, is something to do while sitting outside and mm-hmm. just relaxing. Yeah. 
I mean, I enjoy cigars on those same occasions too. I mean, I, yeah, I've, yeah. I like I used to be a pipe smoker only. I'm now almost exclusively cigars. I think what I like about uh, cigars is that once you get used to them, they are um, there's a lot more flavor hmm. in them. Okay. You know, you probably can't tell with your first cigar because it all just tastes like tobacco. Yeah. There's a lot of pepper in here. Like, do you kind of feel like you're having something a little bit spicy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's not all in all. Nope, nope. Okay. A lot of Connecticut's, which is like this, you see know, the wrapper, and this is a, a lighter color. Uh-huh. A lot of those tend to be very, very bland. Okay. Like, it's unusual for Connecticut to have the kick that this does. It's kind of got a, a nice spicy flavor. Hmm. Brian, what would you want listeners to know about us? Like, for example, let's say somebody else wants to fly to Minnesota oh, to yeah. meet with us have, this for, is great. for a listener feedback. Yeah, for a listener <laughs> feedback episode, what's something they should know? Right. Um, hmm. Well, I feel like there's probably some hoops you want to jump We're through first. We're not on the uncensored feed. Yeah. So we, oh, we've talked okay. about some things that can't go on the main feed. <laughs> That's true. I think you want to not... Dreams. Don't make it a cold call, like... <laughs> yes. Posting <laughs> on the Facebook. We appreciated the planning. Right. Maybe... Um, Maybe volunteer for the website or uh, yeah, um, yeah, you, uh, build a fan a site or something. You've put in years to prepare for this <laughs> <Yes>. trip. <laughs> yeah, uh, you didn't right. just uh, announce that you were going to be in town. Though some people have, like yeah. I think Seth, like we yeah, met Seth him was for in dinner. town, but that was dinner. He didn't get a whole day. Yeah, you're getting a whole day. Gotcha. This is like exclusive Sidefuckers and experience. Well, right Seth now. also had you on his podcast, so maybe that's also a good first step. Start yeah, a podcast know, but, yeah. just so you can in, invite Matt I mean, and Ben. If somebody's going to take the time to do a, a fan website like SFC.blue, <laughs> so I feel we, like I could give you one day of my what life. What are all the fan interactions we've had? We've had Seth. Uh, Dan Doug. came up from Chicago, right? Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Doug. Doug from mm-hmm. Atlanta. I remember that one. Oh, like Doug was super nice. Doug was great. But like there was that moment because we just invited. We hadn't met him anywhere else. We just oh. invited him to your apartment yes. to record. And like there was that moment <laughs> of like, what if Doug eats people? <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's think. So we're trying to name everybody we've met. Jordan Rick, from Rick Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah, Jordan. You met Rick. I haven't met Rick in real life. Oh, really? I've, I've like slept with Rick. Uh, <laughs> at a hotel. <laughs> at a hotel. Well, and at a house. Okay. The, the, yeah, that's the right. House. Multiple years right. you guys met for uh, yeah, uh, twice. C2E2, right? Twice, yeah. Mm. So Rick and I have, have had good times together at the comic book convention. Right. Um, who are we missing? If they're, uh, they're the here now. Yeah, if we said that right, then, we... then Jordan. Yep. From Australia. I think that's it. There's got to be wow. more. I mean, local people that you already knew. Like my wife Don't listened count, once. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you were saying. Not, oh, well, I mean, uh, if you talk about local people, we've got Andy, who we don't really oh, know yeah, outside Andy. of podcast world. Oh, but Andy, like, oh, I can't believe we forgot Andy because I didn't forget Andy. Andy uh, <laughs> went to Cats with us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, then there's other people who we're friends with outside of, like, meeting through the podcast that yeah. are also now listeners. But Andy, we should get together again, Andy, if you're out there. Andy, would listening. you want to watch Cats again? Feedback. Write us and let us know. No, you can call me. I think you have my number. <laughs> call or text me if you're hearing this. I'm not sure if he still listens. Yeah, we're and we're not counting people like Sam, who we know. Yeah, Sam. Either Sam. Sam Johnson yeah. or Frieden, uh, who we know outside of the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of cats, Brian, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about cats a lot. Yeah. Have you watched cats? No. Any desire to? I would be open to watching cats, but I think it would have to be... Tonight? A certain... Op- Let's do that instead of the brewery. I think, I think we happen. need the alcohol first. 
How are you gonna get? I'm doing your designated driving after. Yeah, I'm gonna sober how up. How are you gonna get home? I'm gonna sober up. I'm not like a beer is not gonna knock me flat. Mm. I have a high tolerance. I think we should do one brewery, one delicious restaurant for me. Mm. One delicious beer for you, one delicious restaurant for me. We got to go to at least two breweries. Okay. Okay, I'll hear you out. But why do we Sandwich? have to? Because it's a brewery hopping thing. Like we're gonna go to Summit, and Summit's fine. Mm. But Summit's not. Summit's. Like not the minutes. I mean, I'm open to this. How much time do you spend at each brewery? Thirty to forty minutes. At each one? Yeah. So just imagine. So we're gonna, but we've hour. got like the whole night. And what time do you want to go to bed? Oh, uh, what time are we watching Cats? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if we're actually gonna watch Cats tonight, are we? We're probably not. Probably not. But let's think about it. Let's leave it as a possibility. So le- recently, this is true. Recently, I was thinking of buying a copy of Cats, and I was upset to learn there's no 4k (laughs) (laughs) edition of cats (laughs) like because here's the thing like i don't it's not a good movie Mm. okay but i think about it almost every day wow wow more than the roman empire (laughs) i I did love that uh yeah the roman empire yeah but probably cats is my roman empire okay um wow but yeah i think about it all the time because (laughs) it it just sort of gets in your head and it's so erotic I do but not also I, cats I don't know if I want to watch it again I think one time was perfect <laughs> once and, is enough yeah but you mentioned when I picked you up from the hotel that you felt like you missed out on that cat viewing like is that something that brought you here today no but I do regret that I couldn't make it up for that um, especially with how 2020 went yeah. after that that, that was, was like the last thing like, yeah. yeah oh speaking of that, this is a great lead into what you were saying you want to announce some sort of like meetup? Yes, but let's let's come back to that after we're done with cats. I okay. don't want to distract okay. from the cats talk. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Or you had mentioned, um, oh, today is um, today is the birthday of your guy, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Is it Roger? I think Moore? it's, oh, I think it's his birthday. Double check oh, me. Amazing. Oh my I think God. it's Roger Have Moore's birthday. Have you seen any Roger Moore? I've, I've seen zero Roger that's Moore. Movies. Aren't you watching the Roger Moore movies with us for the? So for, I watched one episode of The Saint. Okay, oh, yeah, that's good. That's what I did. But then I put pause in case you wanted to watch one today. You are right. October 14th. Oh, my goodness. I, we ooh. should watch The Man with the Golden Gun tonight. That's what we should actually do. But what about cats? <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, in case you don't remember, we are over on the Uncensored feed going through a retrospective on Roger Moore's career, oh, including all of the James Bond films he's done. We also watched some of his TV show, The Saint, and we just watched Sherlock in New York. Mm really good so watch that oh this is what we're going to talk about in this episode we'll come back to the meetup uh and brian and i were going to bring up with ben things that like series that we've started either here or on the patreon feed that we've never (laughs) continued or maybe they're still hanging out there they're paused yeah they're on hiatus so do you want to take turns naming some things i mean you you know the history of the sci-fi christian as well as i do you mentioned the deuterocanon canon Yes. A uh, dosey dough through the Deutero earlier. Yep. So that's the first on, one that came to my on mind. On the extra feed, we uh, I'm reading for the first time the Deutero canonical books of yes. the Bible. Long Esther, as you put it. Yeah, earlier. we've already read we've read uh, Long <laughs> Esther, Tobit, and Judith, and I think next mm-hmm. up is a wisdom book. Wisdom. Yeah. So we're reading that. So uh, it's my first time since it's in the Catholic Bible. Ben, I'm guessing you've read those books numerous times. Yeah. All right. So that's one. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, Rambling with Rambo. Mm. But we haven't forgotten. You I, just sent me the code. Okay, but here's the thing. What? We, let's talk about this. Let's talk about a couple things with this. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I sense something bad about to happen. That's, that's normal. 
What just happened? Yeah. His ash, ash just... dropped. Okay. His ash control is, like, is not as superior as mine. Okay. So you're mad about oh, wow. Rambo? It sucks. The, so the fourth, we're on Rambo 4, and you I just feel wanna, you want to be done? I want to be... I'll watch the fifth, but what I'm proposing to you... Just combine them? Fourth and fifth, and I'm telling you right now, and, and I'm not willing to watch Expendables. Okay, so... Because mm. the plan was, you may remember, Ryan, yeah. we're going to watch Rocky, Rambo, and then the Expendables. And you just feel like you, you enough is enough? Unlike Rocky, where, like, the first Rocky's are a legit great movie. Yeah. The mm-hmm. first Rambo's yep. a legit great yeah. movie. The Rocky sequels are... Charming and endearing mm-hmm. in their own special way. Okay. None of them are as good as the first one. None of the Rambo sequels are like that. Okay. I feel nothing watching them. I don't enjoy them. I don't dislike them. I just feel nothing. So you want to watch? So you've watched four. I'll watch four. We'll then both watch five and then do a finale for Rambling and then we're calling it Unexpendables. I will watch John Wick. Okay. I know you've seen them, but yes, I, I, do I would those. watch John okay. Wick. Let's but do I don't want to do Expendables because they're making a fifth. <laughs> Ooh. And, no, and like once it becomes a thing, you'll want to do all of them. Okay. I mean, I'll still watch them eventually, but I hear you. I, I could live with that. So we'll do. So I'll watch Rambo Four here soon, and we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And Rambo Five, of course. All right. So that's one. Okay. So you're up next. So I think Ben has the name one. Uh, the South Park. The South Park series. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. over on the uncensored feed. So we're doing rambling with Rambo on the main feed. We're doing on the uncensored feed. What, come on. What's it called? How does this theme song uh, go? Going on down to South Park. Yeah. There's a series where Ben's. Kind of talking through the history of South Park, and we're watching select episodes along yeah. the way. So we got to get back to that. You know what did happen there is I was trying to finish Criterion, and uh, like I was right at the, I just I got like ten left, and so I was just watching that, yeah. and nothing else. And Makes it, sense. It knocked me off of a uh, South Park, but I'll get back to it soon. I I think that so with that in mind, uh, Mike Flanagan's new series Follow the House of Usher just came out mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I love Midnight Mass. Like Midnight Mass is still one of my favorite things. That's what I should watch for Halloween. It's so good. Earlier today, listeners, Brian and Ben and I were talking about how I like to have Halloween season viewing. So I watched the Universal Monster movies. Last week I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. I should watch Midnight Mass. I would rewatch Midnight Mass just This for has the been podcast. on my radar. I, it, it's really good. So far, Fall of the House of Usher, not as good as that. I've watched one and a half episodes, but it's good. So I want to watch that first, and then I'll probably get back to South What Park. is that one about? Just give me a... It's, it's <clears throat> a modern adaptation of the Edgar Allan Poe story. Okay. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Okay. This is good. Midnight Mass. Yes, listeners, if you haven't watched it yet, we'll be reviewing this sometime. Have you in... watched Midnight Mass? No. Let's review it in November, because October is... like It's a series, right? I don't know if I can commit yeah. to finishing it by Halloween, but maybe. It's like seven episodes. Maybe I can fast track it for Halloween. That could are, be our Halloween episode. Are you doing, Brian? You feeling sick? Um, no. Why do cigars make you want? Should throw I up? feel queasy, or is that normal? They can, like, because you're not. You've never had tobacco before, so right. It might, but so just it's so just start so to good. you know just slow down. Okay, but you're doing so good. Do you feel like you're gonna throw up? No, no, I don't feel queasy at all. We'll see how you feel when you stand. Do your oh. your face is turning white. Is it? Oh, I have sunglasses on. So <laughs> actually, maybe that was. Thank you. Look fine. I I don't think you'll become queasy. Just don't inhale. Do not inhale. Okay. All right. You're next. Okay. Uh, what I mean, series I could, haven't we finished? Right? I could have said your uh, great books, except you started the Iliad after talking about it for years. Oh, yeah. are you talking about the books, like the hundred book posters? The book poster not the book poster. Um, although, although there was a pause on there. Although I appreciated that because I was behind. <gasps> oh. Augie March took me forever. I finished uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Did you finish that one yet? Not yet. Okay. I'll finish it soon, but it's so basic. Did you know racism's bad? <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. I, I'm, or do you I'm know it because you just finished To Kill a Mockingbird? 
<laughs> just like there's more to it than that. There really isn't. And you're do, are you doing that one before you do? We're doing to, Lord of the Flies. We're doing To Kill a Mockingbird, Lord of the Flies, and Blood Meridian. Is that what's okay. called? Because I started no, no, Lord no, no. of the Flies. We're doing those two are one episode. Yeah. We will do Blood Meridian when we get there. Okay, got it. I'm very excited for Blood Meridian. Have you read any I, Cormac? McCarthy? No, Melissa's read No Country for Old Men. Yeah, but I haven't read anything outside of his vendetta against punctuation. Yeah, I adore him. I'm not looking forward to that. So, would you? Is that something that you need to read him on paper? Do you think to get the full? I prefer ex- listening experience? because I hate that. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, I. I don't know anything about the book. Do you know what that one's about, even? Or do you... Blood Meridian? Yeah. It's like a southern gothic novel. Okay. Not horror. Not gothic in that sense, but just... Like, um... What was the book poster book that was... Um... I kind of don't want to know anything about it. Okay. I just want to hmm. experience it. I'm very excited. Like, All the Pretty Horses is one of the most beautifully written books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Did we say where we were? When we started recording? We're at a park. We're... We're recording yeah, this at a park. small children around. Uh, Not a lot, but they just no. walk by while we're smoking. So, <laughs> you know, tobacco being the socially acceptable... <laughs> substance. Substance that it is. <clears throat> do people respond more positively towards cigars than cigarettes? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Classy. Mm. Classy. Like, so here's cigars to cigarettes is like, like going out for, to a steakhouse... Versus going to the gas station and getting a steak sandwich. That's mm. the difference. Maybe you could say something about cigars versus c- cigarettes also to allay Melissa's. Well, yeah, okay, so you don't inhale. Well. The, there's no additives in cigars. You're smoking 100% leaf. You know, it's just it's like having a vent. It's basically a salad really, when it comes right down to it. But the not inhaling, too, it's like when you talk about the risks. Inhaling is an exponential risk when it comes to any type of tobacco product. Why? Well, have, I know because it's getting into t- your lungs. You keep on saying don't inhale. It's because, okay. Yeah. And so what is happening? I don't. I've never smoked a cigar before. You're just taking it into your mouth. Yes. It's like it's like. A, Why do you take it in your mouth for the taste? Yes. You taste it in the smoke. You blow it out. It's like uh, if you're drinking water but you don't want to swallow. You know, you're just rinsing out your mouth or something. You, you just take a drink, spit it out. Okay. That's kind of what smoking a cigar is like. Okay. Ryan, so you I'm, don't look happy. I, okay I just wasn't like smiling it. at the when he said that. No, so you, it's good. So I, I need to keep adding masculine hobbies oh. as long as I keep having girl children. Yes. So. Well, the fifth one, who knows? <laughs> That's true. Fifth, number five could be the, could be the boy. Uh, so my, uh, Melissa and both my sisters and my sister-in-law were all pregnant at the same time. And, um, the first nine grandchildren were girls and the two after that are boys still expecting. So we're number three after that. I think we've got to make the next nine boys. I like it. I think this is going to be, I like it. I think that's a a noble goal. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I can't think the of any other series that you... <laughs> I know. Do you think we should edit that out or just let them keep the screams? I think we let them keep the screams. Right, special nice. guest. Yes. <laughs> listen to feedback. It's like a dinner and a movie. You got yeah. the raw, unfiltered... That is what it's like. Yeah. That uh, was a good episode. <laughs> that was good. 
<laughs> that was an early episode. Wasn't no, it? no, that wasn't. That wasn't. That was a few years back, probably pre-COVID. But I just remember Definitely eating at that Lian Jin. We're eating at the Lian Jin that we first ate at together. That's true. That's probably in the five hundreds. Okay. What movie did we go to? Do you remember? Mm-mm. What was the movie for dinner in a movie? I don't know. It was it wasn't, cats? It was not cats. No, no. It was uh, years man, I love cats. All right, back to the series. I'll, do you want to go? I can't. Or? I don't think I can think of any others. There's one that this is. I don't know if this is a series. Yeah, I guess it is, but it wasn't necessarily ongoing. It could just be. There's a couple of different things you've done then over on the uncensored feed. Yeah. I'll just name them off right now. Oh. Ta- uh, taboo topics. Where yeah, you, we could find another taboo topic. Those were good. Those were good. Uh, of course, it's in the Bible. When that, you, yeah, you were thinking about that, that. That's what I was just about to say. And then there's one. There's two more that. Uh, that we've only done very minimal, so I don't even know if it counts as a series, but Midwood of the Month. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, well, I know it may be uncomfortable. At, these are all at Uncensored Feed. Like, hmm. I, sometimes I like making you uncomfortable, but sometimes it's like, if, I, if I'm going to make it a whole series, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, is it going to be worth it? Uh, and then... Um, you got to choose, it's like a marriage, you've got to choose your battles. You had uh, Ben's Inventions. I haven't invented anything else yet. I know. <laughs> Come on, get, get with it. Some would say you still haven't invented anything, period. <laughs> that's, that's a rotten <laughs> attitude. So, listeners, if you don't know... Actually, about I do have an invention we could do, but it's not... Uh, it's very uncensored. Okay, that, I mean, I'm pretty sure all these are on the Uncensored feed, which listeners, you can find at patreon.com forward slash the Sapphire Christian. All right. Uh, what else do you want to know? This is listener feedback, so you got to ask some questions. I guess I could load up some listener feedback we've been ignoring. Well, no, no, no. I don't want to listener <laughs> feedback. I'm going to look at the other. Oh, please don't. Uh, uh, this is Brian's episode. I was going to pitch you on on, uh, on ratings. Yes. Do you want to talk yes. about that? Oh. So you, we're all on Letterboxd, and you recently have stopped rating things on Letterboxd. Yes, and I don't know why. And on Goodreads, too. Okay. Uh, so here's how it started was... Uh, I would get anxious as I'm reading a book, trying to figure out what star rating I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. Is it a four? Is it yeah. Like, everybody is telling me this is a great book, so do, do I want to... Am I going to look bad if I don't give it a good rating? Or, um, you know, it's a classic, and so I don't get it. The Hobbit, two stars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get Robinson Crusoe. Oh, yeah, we didn't but, really like that one either, did we? But no, We didn't. Right, or um, a Dracula was another one. I, so this one was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I read Dracula, and I can see, um, uh, like, Melissa loves Dracula. Yeah. Um, I have other friends that really enjoyed it, and I can see that there's some very, um, uh, like, images that are very um, uh, primal, maybe. Yeah. And, so, and obviously very influential. And so there's that on one side, and then on the other side... Uh, I didn't really... Uh, You're more of a layer of the white worm kind of guy. <laughs> it didn't really do it for me as a like an exciting narrative. Um, and there's some maybe some quibbles I would have with, with how he wrote it. Um, so, you know, like how do I then um, rate that? How do I put a number on that? I can't really reduce it, this it art to a artificial. number. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to stop thinking about it and just read the books so that's why i stopped uh, and movies too it's even harder for me to give a number to movies um or to put my thoughts into words for movies um but i've been doing that since the beginning of the year and another th- and it's been great first of all <laughs> it's been really nice like, to not have to worry about it like you feel like you don't have any stress like i don't feel any stress i don't feel like i have to uh judge 
the book or the movie. And then this is my pitch to you then, Matt. Um, I think as you're watching these great films that maybe you're not all your cup of tea or not necessarily things that you like, I think maybe you're coming at it a little bit backwards in that you're thinking like, uh, what do I think of this? Or what, um, yeah, like you're kind of judging the art when um, like C.S. Lewis says, but with art, you should you should bring yourself to the art and let it judge you. You expose yourself to the art, and you uh, like Ben has talked about. You're encountering the transcendent is kind of the purpose of art. And so I think for you to watch a movie and then be thinking in your head like, is this a three star, or four star, or five star? Um, like, what do I like or not like about this film? Maybe is not the point, and maybe it would free you up. And not feel anxious about what Ben is going to say when you... I would yell at you less. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a certain star. So, here's my pitch to you. Is that you would keep rating things, but try it for your Criterion watch-through of not putting stars on those. And maybe you get to the end and you do like a ranking, and you can still do that, because that's fun still. Yeah. But that you just watch and let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I... I do, I do rate most things, but I have had certain movies or books that I just feel like I can't rate, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, the the classic example that always comes to mind is Sallow, the Pasolini <laughs> movie, because it's undoubtedly a great work of art, and it is enormously unpleasant to watch. Like, I've, I've never really had a desire to go back and rewatch it. I've seen it once, and it's like I don't know how to rate that. It's it defies any type of rating. Like, one of the, the most unpleasant viewing experiences ever. Five stars. Mm. But then, you know, am I going to give it one star? Well, I didn't enjoy it. But you're not supposed to. Like, it wasn't... It's not made so with the intention of you having a pleasurable experience. In fact, if you have a pleasurable experience watching Solo, you're probably a monster. You know, mm. it's not that type of thing. So it's like, just accepting it for what it is... And what it is, is something that is inherently unrateable. All right. Well, great. I love you guys' feedback on that. <laughs> I will never stop rating things. Ah. I love it. Oh, and I, lo- I love rating and I love rating things and ranking things. And the way that you never change your rating also. I do change it if I watch it again. This I strongly agree with. I change it if I watch it. I strongly agree. Like, you're, I you're, you're like... Ten seconds after the credits roll, you mm-hmm. give it a three, yeah. and then maybe you reflect on it, but you're already locked in. I'm locked in yeah. until I watch it again. That's absurd. That's how I do it. I have to stay uniform. Otherwise, what have I been doing for the last ten years? <laughs> Wait, have you ever heard of the phrase throwing good money after bad? <laughs> no, I mean, that. what you're describing only comes up occasionally. It doesn't... It does happen sometimes where I'll, you and I will talk about a movie and I'll realize, you know what, I think maybe I like that more than I rated it, but what's done is done. But like, you're going to watch The Red Shoes. I watch The Red Shoes. Mm. I could see you coming away from The Red Shoes and not loving it, yeah. but then I think that when we discuss it, you would come to a deeper appreciation I mean, of it. I'm, now I'm thinking of examples where I have changed the rating in the middle of an episode. So I, don't, I wouldn't say I stick with it too closely, but I feel like a month has passed or six months. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought I'd give that a five, but it's only a four. I leave it a four because there's a reason it's a four. I think the, where that drives me nuts with you more is when it, you come to ranking stuff mm-hmm. because you're rating mm-hmm. things in different ways. Yeah. Like when you go see 
the Marvels yeah. and you give it a disgusting five stars or whatever. <laughs> I'll probably give it three and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but then maybe you watch The Red Shoes and also give that three and a half. Like, you and I will talk about it and there's no way that you will come away from those discussions thinking that The Marvels is of the same quality as The Red Shoes. Yeah. It's not, regardless but of the your experience. But yeah. the ratings are the same, so then you're going to get to your year-end ratings. Be like, well, Marvel's edged out red shoes. Yeah, so I know you like... <laughs> and Martin Scorsese will appear and choke you to death. <laughs> Matthew, I know you've said the truth is very important to you. You value honesty. Yes. Is it honest mm. to leave these ratings when you know they're no longer true? All I can do is be true in the moment. <laughs> those, those are... What you're seeing on Letterboxd is a diary entry... From mm. that day. So if I leave a journal, I, even my reviews are sometimes notes to myself about what I found to be interesting that I want to remember for the future. I think so, I, it might have won out. What are you talking about your cigar? Yeah. Is it still lit? I think so. See okay. if you're getting smoke. Puff it. So yeah. If the, not, knock off the ash and we'll relight you. So it's totally honest because it's you just... just <laughs> scrape it against It's the, just a journal entry for yeah, that you're day. No, no, no. Stick it in your mouth. All right. Just like that. Kind of draw it in. Draw a little deeper. I think you're good. There you go. Whoa. That almost set your nose on fire. <laughs> Did you see that flame? No, it was fine. I don't think it was that close. Or my nose is that big. So, in conclusion, hmm. I know you guys so got no, distracted by a, that cigar. So, that's a no. But, no. I mean, it's, it is honest to, to <laughs> rebuttal you because it's my journal entry. For, so, it was honest on that day. I'm not saying it's going to be always true. Like, just this conversation, we're probably saying things that will not be true in a year. Maybe. But when you're ranking it then mm. later, like your year-end yeah. ranking, yeah. that should be your reflection on the year, not what you felt in the moment. I hear you, but what can like, I do? Like your current ranking. Your Don't current look ranking. at your ratings when you rank. That would be a, a step. I agree. I hear you. I completely I just, agree with I, Brian on that. I have a system that's working for me. I don't think it works. Like, that's I, the argument. I, think, it doesn't your work. System I doesn't... think you guys don't like it, but that's it works correct. for me. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so have we gotten through the series? People I, are jealous here that Brian's here with us. And they're like, I've listened to Sci-Fi mm-hmm. Christian the whole time. Well, A, you probably never sent any emails, and if you did, we didn't reply, and you gave up. Okay, so well, I, I get that. No, no, no. We're I, not just want, I know. I mean, we're not going to do feedback, but I was just looking because I do have a folder of feedback, and it goes back <laughs> years that we have not even emailed back. So we are bad at this. I'm really sorry, everyone. So, yeah, I'm sorry Some also. of you have sent really good emails. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we just ignored them. So it's not a reflection on you. It's us. Mm-hmm. We are not good with listener feedback. Yeah. So, but people are maybe thinking, could I meet the sci-fi Christian? And I think you can. I think Twin Cities Marathon 2024 mm. is An official the, the official invitation meetup. So, Brian, you've been running. Yeah. And you're signed up for a 10K, right? Right, in Which, December. It's about where we were, I was, this time last year. Okay. I just one week ago today ran my first marathon. Oh. Oh, yeah, marathon. One year ago, did you run your first 10K? Yeah, at at Thanksgiving. Okay. At a turkey trot 10K. Okay. Um, You could do a marathon in a year. I have been trying to not get ahead of myself and like make <laughs> commitments to things even for the sci-fi christian meetup so no i'm getting there uh, so uh so like i purposefully started in february instead of january because i didn't want to 
uh, burnout <laughs> mm-hmm. by starting when everyone else starts and then get very excited and buy a lot of gear and not follow through. Uh, so I've, I've purposely been moving slowly. You're going to um, want to take your top wrapper off soon, too, okay. by the way. Okay. Um, and so I want to do the 10K before I decide what the next race is going to be. Yeah, that, that um, makes sense. Uh, I, but I would eventually like to run a marathon. I will say, once you hit 10K and you start building at that point, yeah, it's not going to be that hard to get to a 15K and then you get to a half. Yeah. Once you've done a half, like it's hard to build up to a marathon from there. I'm not mm-hmm. under underselling it. It was very hard, but it's very doable at that point. If you get to the point where you've run a couple halves and you're comfortable with it, don't judge it by your first time. Yeah. I almost died my first time. <laughs> but I've been, it's not tough. Okay. And I've been very inspired. Of, so um, I had a boss that got into running at COVID, and now he's running ultra marathons. And he's in his 50s. So that was kind of the the one that got me, okay, I, I don't have any excuses for not trying right. this out. Uh, you guys obviously both running and uh, very inspirational. Matt running anyway, even after the marathon got canceled. Um, ben, uh, your last episode about... Um, your experience at the uh, Gandhi Dancer was emotionally moving. So and if people aren't he- don't know what that is, Patreon. That's where we do the skinny fat Christians. Oh, right. and you, if you go all the way back, like what's cool about that podcast, you can start with our weight loss journey. Like we started that podcast when I was fat. And we're just counting calories. Yes. And then a year and a half later, we're at a marathon. That's crazy. So, and I have lots of friends. I think in our Sunday school class, we have like five people that have run marathons. I keep finding out that more people have run marathons than I knew. So I would like to do that. I would kind of like my family to be there for the first one. Oh, that makes sense. Bring them up. (laughs) So, um, but also the marathon in um, Huntsville, the Rocket City Marathon, is a Sunday morning marathon. And that might be tough for me. Um, I don't know if I feel right about... Uh, skipping church for a marathon so I might have to do uh, the Minnesota is the Minneapolis one a Saturday no I think always. It's Sunday. is it always but a Sunday but you can come to church mm. with me Saturday night Saturday night Catholic church right that's true I'd be up for that so I guess that to say I don't know that my hometown marathon would be the first one either hmm. so I don't know that's hmm. a possibility well listeners the invitation is open to you too even if Brian doesn't come you guys should come and visit us here in Minnesota for the Twin Cities Marathon, happening October 2024. Yes. I don't know the date, but I'm guessing it'll be October. And yeah. Matt, you're definitely running it. And I'm Ben, are you? Running it. Oh, I'm locked in. All so right. I, yeah, I, I hadn't committed because I wanted to get through the first one. But for people who, I'm not going to give the whole recap. you got to go to Patreon for that. But what I will say is the end of the marathon was one of the most exhilarating experiences of my life. I am. It it was unlike anything else. You and I talked about something here with Brian today that I'd never said out loud, and then realized, oh, this is actually true, and odd that it's true. We had, and so this is to encourage you, listeners, if you're just going to be starting this journey. There were days where we did a practice run or a training run, where it's just us alone out practicing that were worse. I mean, it could have been a shorter distance, but it was worse than the. 26 mile run yeah so there's gonna you're probably gonna have training days where you feel like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do this 
but then on the actual day of the marathon, you'll be the ready. The day of is different. Yeah. It's 100% different. And part of that's the training, like you taper and everything beforehand. and so. But it's also just the energy yeah. of that day. I was just thinking back, maybe yeah. one of my hardest, worst feeling runs was only 14 miles. When I say only, I mean compared to 26.2. Uh, but yeah, 26.2 was hard, but I had harder days during training. And I think for me too, like the longest I'd run was just over 20, which a lot of, especially the beginner training plans kind of top out there. Hmm. Uh, cause it takes longer for your body to recover from, there's something about the 26 where you're crossing some of those thresholds. We've talked about some of the science behind that on the Patreon feed, but there was something about the day of when I crossed 20, got up to like 21, it's like, the, you know, my Sam Gamgee moment. I take one more step. This is the farthest I've ever gone. You know, so it's like the moment you realize you're going to make it. And for me, it was not just going to make it, but I'm actually feeling good through this whole thing. I'm actually going to make this and not hate myself at the end of it, not want to die. Uh, That was incredible. And when I hit mile 25 on my watch, that was like one of my faster miles of the day was was mile 26 because it was just like nothing <laughs> there's no there's no other run that i'm holding back for i don't need to worry about oh if i push it too hard i'm gonna get injured it's just like this is it spend the rest there's no holding back that's been great so let us know if you're interested Write us at feedback at the sapphackerson.com. We won't reply, but you can. Yes. We never we, we read the emails. We never respond. I think if somebody said, I'm going to show up at Twin Cities Marathon. Yeah, we'd have to. That we, we would arrange to meet you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. We'll respond to that email. Yes. Okay, let's see who's going to do it. Who is going to come to the Twin Cities in October 2024 Rick? for the first ever? Mm. We've never done an official meetup. Meetup ever. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, I know you're a runner. I see you on Strava. Yep. <laughs> Rick, come on, man. You can oh, do this. Jake. Jake, Jake, if you're listening out there from Chicago. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jake. I forgot who you were for a second. <laughs> but yeah, Jake, you've been on a similar journey. Yeah. Come on. Yep. You guys can do this. You can do it. You can do it. You know, just start. Do you think Jim would come from Seattle? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. Why not? All right. Perfect. Well, maybe you could get some SFC bib clips, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We should. I bet we could produce shirts. Yeah. Oh, or shirts. Yeah. I bet we could do. We, we still have the. We still have a website that sells our shirts. Do does it, is it's, it still up? I think it just runs. Oh, like, okay, it doesn't take any overs. I mean, it hasn't been updated in ten years. Yeah, huh. I've we, never should, bought we should one. bring that. We should revive that. <laughs> do you happen to remember what, what the website? No, is? I don't. Okay, uh, Rainies, I, if you're listening, <laughs> I know you guys bought something like ten years ago. Check your email and see. Ten years ago, like that's the joke is that his his mug is faded. Yes, exactly. Actually, I think I bought a shirt. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look while you guys talk. Because we, talk- we had Ben as right mugs. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going to say what it is because not on the uncensored give feed. A, but the, the some- mug has faded through the dishwasher, and it looks like it says something else. Um, oh. Brian, give me some more feedback to get off that subject. Okay, uh, so here's some feedback for your, uh, your Iliad. Yeah, um, we're reading the Iliad on Patreon. Everyone right. should get on Patreon, by the way. Yeah, it's great. We need a new laptop to record the show, so we need more <laughs> Patreon subscribers to raise money. It is kind of weird that we actually... Sometimes I hear people asking for more money for their equipment. This is almost becoming an emergency. 
So if you want to support us, instead of saying donations, just go to our Patreon feed and it'll be like you're okay. donating what, to us. What do you mean instead of sending? When was the last time we got a donation? <laughs> oh, you, oh yeah, we're getting donations all the time. It just goes straight to my bank. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. I should have told you. Instead uh, of sending. We did used to have a donation <coughs> button. I think we still have it, but now we just point people to the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash the sci-fi Christian. Help us get a new laptop. Please. Uh, so uh, your you mentioned Homer as being one of the like foundational yes works in Western literature, but uh, couldn't the Aeneid possibly be even higher on the list since Homer was lost for hundreds of years until the uh, Greeks fleeing I, from Constantinople brought it over? But the Aeneid, you don't have the Aeneid without Homer. Like, That's true, but there were hundreds of years where all we had was, in the West, was true. the Aeneid. So I think you but can make a but case. But the, 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 the statement foundational, to me, implies like a base level. You know, the foundation of your house. It's what everything else is built on. The Aeneid is built on Homer. That's why if you've never read Homer, you've kind of read Homer. Like, you haven't, you still should. And patreon.com slash sci-fi Christian is a great way to do that with us. But you don't have the Aeneid without Homer. I mean, the Aeneid is the, the survivors of Troy go and find, found Rome. Right. Okay. Another thing you said uh, that I thought I would push back on a little bit is you said... That you were pushback interested. This was supposed to be flattering. <laughs> yeah, this is feedback. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that kind of feedback. That's why we don't read the emails, everyone. You said you were not so much interested in the plot of the Iliad, more interested in the ideas of the Iliad. Okay. For your deep dives. That seems to me like kind of a newer idea, mm-hmm. sort of a um, Mortimer Adler type idea where he wanted to take all the ideas out of the great works mm. and then uh, people would study the ideas. He had his synopticon. Are you familiar with the synopticon? Uh, i not. Okay, so he had the synopticon where he said, like, here's the 50 works on courage that you need to be aware mm. of and tried to pull it out into like this uh, spreadsheet almost of virtues and ideas almost to where I think almost his idea was you didn't need to read I don't think he would have said this, but this is, I can't think, where it leads to. You don't need to read these works of art. You just need the ideas. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's not reading. what I mean. I know that's not what you mean, but, and, and that's not even what you're doing in the deep dives. Correct. You are going through the plot, but isn't it true that, like, it's, it isn't just the ideas of the art. It is the yes. art itself. 100%. Which the plot is. 100%. Yeah. And so here's what I mean by it. I, Homer's audience would know the story. Um, people who read the Iliad for the first time sometimes wind up disappointed because the horse doesn't show up. Right? <laughs> it's like it's not about the you know, So it's well, that's not even the plot. They didn't even get to the fall of Troy and all that. Mm. So, to me, maybe ideas is probably the wrong word or too narrow of a word. It is the less about 
here's the Trojan War. Hmm. Like, if you want a summary of the Trojan War, the Iliad's the wrong place to go because it's a tiny little sliver that's not even the most famous part. When people think about the fall of Troy, they think about the horse and they think about all of that. And it's, it's you know, Achilles being shot in the heel and all of that. And it's not in there. So it's not about the fall of Troy. It is about the heroes and the language and the glory and the primal values of the West. That's what I mean. And you don't, you cannot get that by just reading a summary. You do have to engage the art. But the art is not about the plot in the way that a modern audience would expect it to be about the plot. It's not about like the twist ending or mm-hmm. the the mystery or or um yeah the, the twist where the where the greeks go <laughs> what, they're in the horse they're in the horse the whole time it's like you know case in point you know troy the the movie the wolfgang uh peterson movie um or is it patterson i don't know but it ends with the fall of troy like it goes all the way through the horse and everything because that's what modern audiences expect they expect the story and the Iliad's not about that. So you have to reorient yourself to the values. Similar to Dante. Like, you know, Dante, on a plot level, hmm. it's like, okay, I mean, are we can we be done with the conversations and get to, you know, come on, Dante, let's get moving. You know, it's about <laughs> the plot. It's about the story. It's about the experience. It's like, well, no, Dante is about the, the, uh, the Christian West. And what does what does it mean in the context of Christian theology? Hmm. Well, I have an update on the T-shirt. I cannot find that website, so <laughs> I have to dig a little deeper. But I do. I did come across something that reminded me of something else important that we should do, which is don't worry, listeners. We still are going to let you vote on last year's episode of the year. So over on the Patreon feed, the subscribers over there narrowed it down to five options and over on our main website the sci-fi-christian.com soon not now but soon there'll be your poll for everybody to vote and pick your favorite episode from last year 2022 still before the year 2023 ends it is october I know. we'll make it happen we're gonna make this happen i feel like you and i should just choose should we just choose from the whatever the patreon people what are the five let's choose now I can't tell you right now because I have it at, on the Patreon website, which I don't have open already. It was on the Patreon website? We're choosing right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys Brian, talk you can for a second. Okay, go to the poll. You have to go to the polls. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I already voted, so. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's true. You, you can't vote then again. Well, no, we can't. This is like the, the committee. So we're right now picking the episode of the year? Yeah. I kind of like when everybody gets a chance to pick. I don't. Okay. I'm not a fan of democracy. This is a little bit weird. That's so late in the year. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's okay. Okay, so you have to go to... Our Patreon website, and then the polls area, and then you'll be able, you'll see those different ones for onside and censored feed, the extra feed, skinny fat Christian. But you'll want to get to the main feed poll and see who, who has nominees. Just read me all the nominees. Well, I'm trying to scroll down to it. I don't think the I don't think I can easily get there. Do you remember when this was? I tagged it as polls, so you said to look for the tags at the top and okay. pick polls. I see the tags. Uncensored poll. Yeah. How did I say it? Did I say it right? Tags. <laughs> 
Is this another pronunciation? Tags. I know. It's the Why is it being so mean to us? Yeah. Let's not take them to the breweries. <laughs> Let's take them to Auburn. I, I go to the, okay, main feed of the year. Yes. Which ones have have votes and how many votes do they? I mean, these are from Patreon listeners. Okay, so uh, Christmas with the Wainies. <laughs> oh, that was right. Hardcore Lent got a vote. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Kooky Christmas, he sees you when you're sleeping. And can you remind me, which one, what was that conspiracy? I don't know. He sees you when you're sleeping. Okay, no problem. Speak, did you guys get the Santa picture? What episode was it? Yes. Yeah, what episode was it? I don't know. It was uh, I can look it up right now. 1052. Okay, I'll look and see. Uh, fight the long defeat. Oh, yeah, that was a good and one. And then the overwhelming winner with 56% of the vote was seeing with Ian the Butlerian Manifesto. That's what I voted for. That feels like the winner. Okay, it, so it's got to be the Cian with Ian overall, but if we're going to choose one, I think I'd go with the Butlerian Manifesto. Well, you're saying, when you say overwhelming, I mean, that, that feels like, so this year we let the Patreon subscribers vote then. If we just say, <laughs> if we pick that one, then we're just saying they, they voted instead of our whole audience. Yeah. What would you pick? Uh, I wanted to see what 1052 was about, just, just to compare. Mm. So, let me... It was, he sees you when you're sleeping. Was that the uh, was that sleep, not apnea, sleep uh, paralysis? paralysis? Yeah, that Probably. must be sleep paralysis. Mm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I mean, there's some other good ones in here too. Like uh, what the facts was good. Um, I'm having a hard time seeing it, so I, I'm fine with that. So the 56% vote won. So right now we're announcing the the winner of the year. Yeah, the Butlerian Manifesto episode. What? 1050 or 1071. Okay, everybody. Well, the winner of last year's episode of the year was episode 1071. Yeah, 1052 was the uh, the sleep paralysis. Say, one. Just say it full for me. Episode 1071. 1071. See it at the end. The Butlerian Manifesto. Wow. And just remind listeners what that one was about. I know that it was, about was I AI. think my first time I I yelled about AI. So yeah. we should talk about AI for a second because I don't think yes. you agree with me. That's a good one to bring up. Brian or me? Brian. You either, Matt, but Let's hear I think you've what, talked about it. So you, you've confused, because we've never actually discussed yeah. it, but at various times I've got the impression you agree, and then yeah. at various times I've got the impression you disagree. Yeah. So what is your... I, I'm very against AI. Mm. Uh, what is your take? Let me see if I can clear this up. Uh, and I did do it also an episode with Melissa where you can hear me talk, talk oh, that's very right. long about of, it. For You were responding to us, right? Like negatively? Not just you, but other people. Here's, I agree with you philosophically, and if you're right about the technolo- how the technology progresses, then I agree it's a problem for all the reasons that you said. Mm-hmm. thought you think we're overreacting. Mm, maybe. Where I disagree is I don't think it's... I think this is an incremental change in technology and not an exponential change. I think that's been borne out this year because I, I don't think there's been any big changes since January. Uh, and you told you said to me at the beginning of the Wait, year. Wait, can, they can talk now. Did you know that? AI can talk and hear now. Computers have been able to talk. I don't know about ChatGPT. Quote. Sure. I mean, you can put a, a, a text to speech on it. Did you know they're also That's teaching? That's not new. This is not a joke. They're teaching AI to smell using molecule breakdown. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. But look, it's not even. They're not teaching it, and it's not learning in the way you would need learning to be for general AI. So this isn't, yes. chat GPT isn't the next step towards general AI, is what I'm saying. It's a technology that I don't think people should use because I don't want people to, uh, you know, get, um, 
trying to think how to put it. I don't use ChatGPT. I don't think you should use it at work. I agree with Ben on that. Why? Why do you think that? Makes you dumb. <laughs> I'm fine with automating things that should be automated. I think it's being used for things that don't need to be automated. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I've tried to talk about this a couple times that AI as a term is a little too broad. You know, like anybody who's played a video game is interacting with AI. Okay, so right. there's degrees of it. I think the exponential versus incremental, you're right. It hasn't been exponentials over the last year, but we also haven't seen the next generation yet. And I do yeah. think that, like, do you remember Dolly? Mm-hmm. The cloned sheep? No. <laughs> <laughs> the like, image The GPT. image generator. Like, that right. was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that the AI image generation today is is exponentially better hmm. than where Dolly was in summer of 2022. I don't know as much about the image generating ones. So you might that, be right. That's one of my, you know, to me, there's kind of two, two prongs. There's the, it's going to kill us all, mm-hmm. which maybe is, well, obviously we're not there yet. Um, and then there's the AI art, I think, is a contradiction in terms. Right. And is Agreed. disturbing to me the rise of that. Um, I think that my argument would not be that the current state of AI is any of that. I mean, mm-hmm. even from an artistic perspective, it's not at the point where it's going to. Um, be there but it will be like it's clearly going to be there soon we brought we were talking about winds of winter earlier somebody and i think they already have but you know somebody will have ai write the final books in the song of ice and fire series and other things like that mm-hmm. um and it will saying if he doesn't finish it yeah or it, okay and probably even if he does you know it's like so I, I, that's coming. And I, my basic argument is I do think that the rise of ChatGPT, and I'm using that as a general yeah. thing, but the current AI models, there's a threshold point that we're at. And I think we are nearing the point of no return as a culture with it. That's my argument. And I'm concerned that if it, if, say in five years we look back and say well it wasn't an exponential change it was gradual um then people just say well it was it didn't end the world and so we're fine yes i'm i think most of the things that you have said are problems are problems even with existing yes <laughs> technology I, I from a year ago and so I, I think maybe some people are getting distracted by chat gpt yes and then we'll if it doesn't end the world, then they're going to ignore your other points. True. I, I can see that. I think the other thing I'd say, you said it's not general AI. Mm-hmm. True, but I, I don't agree, and I don't know that this is what you're saying, that there's a hard line between AI that we're talking about, chat GPT, and general AI. I think mm-hmm. it's a spectrum. I agree with that, but I would say we're so far away like it looks when you do chat GPT, when you interact with it, it does seem 
Uh, it is very impressive software. I, I want to give them their due. For sure. Very impressive software. For sure. It seems like a person writing, but that's so far from actually thinking, from like recognizing, from deriving meaning from the world. So, that, so you don't give credence to the stories that have come out of the labs? No, I think that's marketing. I think okay. it's the same thing as um, driverless cars. So, okay, so I fell for the hype for driverless cars and thought by now we'd all be in driverless cars because the technology was there. We're just six months away. Elon Musk is releasing all these things. But it about, is. We, are, we do have driverless cars. We do, but they're also still They're not, still their infancy. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole city of San Francisco is testing it right now. I think they're everywhere in San Francisco as far as I've, I understand. See, and I, I think that it's like military technology. Whatever's in the labs, some of it's hype. You're probably right. You are right about that. But there's also things we don't know about. And the thing I think, like we did that one episode where we talked about, I forgot the guy's name, but I went through one of the, you know, gurus of AI. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they're all scared, that should give us pause. Right. Uh... I still kind of look at that in the same way that like a crypto guru that's really hyping cryptocurrencies five years ago. And now maybe we're starting to see, <laughs> certainly there's been some uh, drop in value of some of these cryptocurrencies. Uh, a bit. A bit. <laughs> and so maybe we're starting to see, okay, this was hype and the technology is not actually beneficial. That is my opinion. Um, and it is interesting that right after uh, crypto, that cryptocurrency drop and a lot of money was lost in the technology sector, now we need something else to get people excited and to sell, and now we have AI. So I think marketing is driving a lot of it. Part of what concerns me is that you're a full-stack developer, right? So right. you understand the concept of a large system with... A lot of components are, it's very difficult to understand. True. And it's written by humans. Once we cross the threshold, and we already have, have of having AI write code, you wind up, and then you, you have code not just for, you know, dumb company X to do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you have code that's being written for critical infrastructure. By, and I, I would cast a net over that that would include banking, that would include uh, power grids, you know, actual city-wide infrastructure, yeah. and most concerning, that would include military infrastructure. If you get to the point where a human can't understand that, cannot take it apart, yeah. that is terrifying to me. Agree. And I don't see us avoiding that. Agree. I think that's, again, another existing problem, that these systems are so complex... Yes. ...that there's no way, even without AI, that... Yes. ...that we can keep track of everything in a system. Well, we're already really going to see ones. that with um, the, the mass retirement of blue-collar workers. Right. Right. So you, you have that already. You have, you know, critical systems that were written in COBOL uh, in the early 80s... Mm -hmm. And you have people who are, you know, that generation is dying, and those who are still working and know COBOL can basically write a blank check for themselves because you have critical infrastructure in demand. Right. 
you're right that it's an existing problem and a very serious one. It becomes that much more so once you actually have machines writing it. Um, because, like, take the COBOL example. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, we you could train up a new generation to understand COBOL. It's an understandable human design language. Um, and you'd be able to pull that apart and understand it. So there's a I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a difference between can't understand in air quotes because mm-hmm. it's so complicated, but is still able to be understood okay. and literally can't understand because you have a machine that has created its own programming language. That is a fair distinction. And I would also say that that goes along with what's more concerning to me that we have this AI and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. but we still use it. Yes. <laughs> so, like, um, I brought up, if you have an AI doctor, we come up, we come out with these AI doctors. Yep. And they're 80% accurate. Right. But they're cheaper than a doctor. Yep. And so all the poor and middle class people get yes. the AI doctor, and the rich people get real doctors. That, to me, is much more of a problem than it's super good and it replaces people yeah and then scarier to me yeah i mean i just i I see a lot of threshold moments like to go back to being in tech we all use stack overflow Mm -hmm. you know the 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 dudes in india making youtube videos are just holding (laughs) up the rest of us Uh, but there's a threshold between that and a machine doing it yeah because it's still a guy in india (laughs) making the youtube video like there's still a person who is able to understand it. And we're going to reach a point with code where that's not the case. I can't bring in a consultant to unwind this for me. That is a problem. So I, th- I think we, it's a matter of degrees is what I'm hearing. I think so. And, and that's fair. You know, and I think that um, it's, we're, you know, you mentioned, I said like end of the year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really going to be like what happens at some point over the next, say, 12 to 18 months, we're going to have the next generation, at least another generation of language models. How much of a jump, if they're a jump from, say, Dolly, what it was a year ago, to what we have now, if it's a jump of that magnitude that we have in a year, I would argue that is exponential. Yeah, and I think, so you said 12 months ago, in 12 months, and now you're saying in 12 months, and I think AI proponents have been saying it's 12 months away for 40 years, so I'm, I guess, more skeptical than you. But we had the jump, it's, but we have two data points now. So I need a, once we get the third data point, which is like, this is actively coming out in a standard release cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are there threshold moments? For example, with OSs, okay? Okay. Windows uh, 95 is essentially still the modern template for an OS, Mm -hmm. okay? So we've had improvements, but we kind of had a threshold jump, and now we've basically been doing Windows 95, and you could even say Windows 3.0, but 95 was a, a bigger magnitude jump. You know, graphical interface for an OS as opposed to a DOS based interface. Uh, or command line, if we want to include our Unix friends. Um, that's a threshold jump. And then it's been incremental since then. 
What I'm saying is what we just experienced in the last year was a threshold jump. Is the next generation of language models, is the next one that comes out also a threshold jump? If it is, that's, that's exponential. If it's not, and it's like over the past year we've seen incremental jumps, but we haven't truly gotten that next, I think we're at GPT-4 right now, you know, what's GPT-5? That's what's gonna really tell us how fast is, is the acceleration potential. I think I agree, so let's wait and... We'll see. I mean, we, we all agree GPT-5, <clears throat> we will see that sometime in the next year. It's just the nature of software release cycles, right? So it's just a question of what does that wind up looking like? Yeah, I mean, they're making money off of it. So even if it's the same thing as four, but with the number five, yes, they're going to release it. They will. So no question about that, but that will tell us where are we at on that acceleration curve. All right. Should we wrap this episode up? <laughs> we should. It's getting cold out here. Yeah. All right, listeners, that's all from here. Thanks for joining us for this listener feedback episode. Brian, great to have you here. Yes, Thanks for having let's me. go drink. All right. Well, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben Devono. I'm Brian Kozer. And we're the Sci-Fi Christian signing off. Okay, bye. Bye. Will you read this email? Yeah, I've read this one. The Jacques Ellul? Yeah. What does it... Uh, I don't know. Do you agree with it? I'd have to go back and reread it. Here, read it right now. It's long, and I need to think about it. (laughs) Not that long. Well, I'll read it in the car when you're driving. I'm recording right now, though. (laughs) It's about AI. It's perfect. Just read it real quick. I'll edit this part out, and then you can respond to it. I went through a book study at our church, uh, The Garden and the City by John Dyer. Okay. And he references Jacques Ellul yeah. a yeah. lot. Does he talk about like technique or does he talk about the technology? So his book is, he, he has a two-part thesis and it's, there's technology has always been part of human history, so even something like shovels and yes. agriculture and buildings that we don't think of as technology, that's technology. But they are. Yeah. But they are. And so when we look at moving from the Garden of Eden to the, the future heavenly city, even if that just means walls and buildings, that's God technology. is somehow using technology okay. in his story. Second part is, let me say this real quick, and then you can go, uh, that technology is not neutral on yes. one hand, you can't say uh, we can accept any technology, technological change as positive. Let's just blindly accept it. You also can't say um, let's just go live in huts. That there is some... Because even if you do that, you're still using the hut technology. Right. <laughs> so you need to think through how you use technology. Yeah, and I think that's what... I'd, I'd have okay. to read more about it, but that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, so right now, listeners, we're looking at an email from... Our listener, Michael. The, yeah, technology has an ethic to it mm. that you have to account for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. You know, it's uh, not to open up this can of worms or trying to get out of here, but like that's the whole birth control argument in a nutshell is mm. that birth control from a Protestant perspective or even a secular perspective is simply neutral, but it's not like whatever you think about birth control it revolutionized society in a way few other technolo- technologies have and the whole disruption of our sexual ethic you have to take that into account 
and I mean disruption even if you think there's nothing wrong with you know gay marriage and gender ideology and, and all of that like even if you say I, I have no moral problem with that it's all traced back to birth control like hmm. birth control changed the nature of human sexuality the Catholic argument would be that you know Pope Paul would he he issued the encyclical Humanae Vitae, which is what effectively uh, banned birth control for, for Roman Catholics, he predicted everything that happened. And it's like, you can't just say this is a neutral thing. You have to deal, if you're going to use it, you have to be intellectually and morally honest about the fact of what it has done. And that you can't separate birth control from no-fault divorce and the sexual revolution and gay marriage and all of that has radically changed the game. It changed the nature of human sexuality. It's not neutral. So as we've been doing our series scene with Ian, would you say that Ian McGilchrist's ideas line up with Jacques Ellul? Very much so. Very, very much so. You know, that, like, at least from the small summary I just read in that email I'd want to read more about it but yeah I mean I've seen with with Ian McGilchrist part of what he's saying is that the way we think about these things directly influences how we interact with the world you know it's not neutral you know to take a mechanical view of biology is not neutral that has directly philosophically changed the way we talk and think about ex, uh, existential issues all right. Yes. Were you going to say anything else, Brian, or should we close this thing out? I'll just give another example. So, like, if you're reading, like, take a Christian and atheist that read books, and they only read books, and the atheist reads, whatever, you know, atheist Richard Dawkins, Richard Dawkins. books, and the Christian reads um, whatever is the stereotypical. And, the, and then you take an atheist and a Christian, they're only reading Twitter, let's say, or X, I guess we have to call it now. Twitter. We don't have to. It can be Twitter. <laughs> uh, and they're still reading the same content, but they're reading it through that medium. There are going to be ways that the the two Twitter people ha are similar, and my, their minds get shaped differently than the two people reading the books. So even apart from the content, yes. the medium itself, you can't say is neutral because it, it does change you. Correct. Or think of the erosion of uh, all of our attention spans. Yeah. And, it, and it's not necessarily negative. Like, you could maybe there's benefits of reading Twitter. Maybe you can multitask better. I don't know. Right. You can make an argument. But it's at least, you can't say it's neutral. You have Correct. to. And it could even be different for different people. Maybe for some people, it's going to look different. That might have to be an individual decision, but you can't not make the decision. I completely agree. All right, everybody. So long, folks. Well, goodbye. Bye. How was your first cigar? I think good. I like the smell. Yeah. Of tobacco. It's hard to, uh, first time is always a little rough. Yeah. The taste, I don't mind. Like when I first started drinking coffee, hated the taste. Um, the first while of having alcohol, did not like it. So I think I'm there. You have a bag that's special for cigars. Yes. It's like a cigar bag. Uh, yes. Okay. Where did these go? It looks. Uh, Do I need I to put this out? A hot cold. Ah. It's so. Uh, what's in there exactly? Like the cutter thing, the cigars. Yeah, it's got a little mini. You could use it as a humidor if you put a boba pack in there. And 
should I? You can just it? toss it in. I saved the labels as a keepsake. All oh, right. It's a very cigar culture thing to do. Yeah. I don't feel woozy. Yet. That's good. I think the first time I had a cigar, I felt fine till I stood up. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I can take tobacco. If you do start to feel woozy, what I would recommend is getting some sugar in you, because it oh. disrupts your blood sugar when you're not used to it. Huh. Okay. Well, so I if you do start to feel radically sick, yeah. We'll run into a gas station to get you a pop or something. <laughs> or soda. 